0: as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal... Ms. Barbara DeLong,
1: and welcome to Nightlight, everybody. Tonight we have again a treat because Michelle Avanti is with us. And just to remind you a little bit about Michelle, she's a published, certified planetary systems analyst consulting metaphysician and ordained minister, and since 1972, she's taught and consulted in many areas of metaphysics. She's lectured and given more than 15,000 live consultations on radio, television, and at seminars and workshops across America, and her columns have appeared in newspapers and magazines since 1985. Hello, Michelle. How are you doing tonight?
2: just great. It's uh, quite a time frame. We have that full moon in Taurus, and uh, the moon has now moved into Gemini, but that full moon in Taurus gives us a two-week time slot where it's time for us to let go of the things we've been really stubborn about. <laughs>
1: well, you know, ever since we had that huge eclipse that went across the country Mm. I remember you talking about it and how it was sort of a a foreshadowing of a period of time when there was going to be uh, I don't want to I don't want to say chaos but that's the word that comes to mind and uh, tribulation and my heavens I mean this country has been it 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 feels like every time you turn around, there's something else that is is um a tragedy of some sort that is happening. and and I every time something happens, every time I see you know, so so many are killed and so many are this. And I think back to your talking about that eclipse, and I keep thinking, nobody could have possibly. Um, foretold it was going to be like this. I mean, you did say it was going to be unsettling and upsetting. And when, when somebody says something like that, you think of emotional stuff on a personal level. You don't really think of it as the kind of national confusion that, that we have had ever since the eclipse.
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's you know, I when I say these things, I always pray to God that I'm wrong and that our states of consciousness have changed so much that maybe all the wisdom of the ancients has changed. You know, I, I'm always wishing for that, but I, in my lifetime, have seen that what they have said manifests, so I put it out there and... I also go on the metaphysics that, you know, if you speak about it enough, it deflates the energy. So <laughs> I do all of these things, hoping and praying that the things that I might say that are super challenging to us as a people and even individually to my clients that we can manifest something different. But, um, uh,
1: Super challenging is one thing, but what we're we, what we've been experiencing is a whole a whole other yeah. thing. I mean, it's it's yeah. well, um, that's, it feels that's like say. the very fabric of the foundation is is crumbling to a certain degree.
2: Well, you know, you look at the combination of things. It always fascinates me how the universe is so spot on, you know, how there can be people who say there's no really no true logic to it. How can you say that? And, but it is spot on and the logic is there. Here we are on the threshold of the 26,000 year mark, a doorway into a leap of consciousness, an, uh, an expanded and accelerated time frame for all things to change and and move into a higher state. At the same time, as a nation, here we are in our chart. Uh, hmm. Michelle,
1: Mich- a- Michelle you, you keep going in and out here.
2: Hmm, I don't know why. Maybe my, I don't know you why that plugged would all be. The way I, in. I, I just checked the plug to make sure it really is plugged all the way in, and, and it is. I I don't know what to do about that. Hmm. Yeah, all my plugs are plugged. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know
1: what um, just just because we can do it why don't you, uh, why don't you
2: now disconnect? you're going in and out
1: hmm. okay um, Deb could you maybe disconnect Michelle and then bring her back in and see if we can get a better connection sure can of course Deb was going in and out maybe not am I back Deb I can hear you Okay, let's get Michelle back. That's what I'm working on. Okay. There you are. Michelle work back. Yes. And you sound you sound really, really good, so
2: Oh good. Well <laughs> Those little glips happen somewhere in space. At any rate, uh, when we look at the national chart, you know, we are at a time. This is that period in time uh, where many nations disintegrate and come to an end because they are, experience their Pluto return. And we are on the verge of that. We, are, uh, we were born as a nation Uh, with Pluto at 27 degrees of uh, Capricorn, and Pluto is in Capricorn now. It's about 17 degrees right now, and it's a slow mover, but by 2020, we will have Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, along with Jupiter in Capricorn. So, the statement of transformation is all over the place, and when you take Saturn and add it to Pluto... Uh, you get a crumbling of government, or uh, completely uh, a new doorway to reconstruct. So, where are we in time? We're in uh, just coming on 2018. So 2017, you add five years to that. That takes us to uh, 2022, doesn't it? Yeah, I and uh, that's that eclipse. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, according to the ancients, uh, an eclipse uh, will uh, total solar eclipse uh, will have a reference based on the amount of time it is visible in a nation that eclipse was visible for 5 hours and 23 minutes I believe and for every hour you will have a year so 5 and 2 thirds years
1: mm-hmm. well you know there, there had been um, there has been a great deal of time of apathy as far as government go and, and, you know, I'm, I don't want it all to crumble at the same time, but I think that a reworking of, of, of the entire system, you know, would not be a bad idea. And, no. and so, um, I just don't want everything to fall apart. If they do it a little at a time, it, it, it just might work out to our, to our greater benefit. And. Uh, it, it's just those people who try to hold on to the old ways often weigh us down from going forward.
2: Yes, and uh, that's interesting that you come back to that. That's the Taurus element we're in right now. This is your time to let go of the things you've been hanging on to the longest. <laughs> let go of the attachments that you have that you are so stubborn about. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now, we have a benefit. We have uh, Jupiter in Scorpio. As of uh, October the 11th, it went into Scorpio, and it will be there for a year. And uh, our sun, when this country was born, is at 13 degrees of cancer. So, Jupiter will try in the sun. Jupiter is trying to expose what has been hidden in the context of power. The things Mm -hmm. that have been behind the seat of power are to be exposed. All the things that are corrupt will be exposed. All the issues of, um, I want to say, sexual controls will be exposed. Issues of tax controls will be exposed. Uh, Probably banking uh, will also be exposed. All of those things are going to come to light during this year, especially once Saturn goes into Capricorn. Uh, Okay, so so
1: you're talking 2018? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because you know, I I I am working on my overview for next year, and while while it feels, I mean, if you you can look at it one of two ways, you can look at it as devastating, or you can look at it as very positive. And I think that how we handle the changes that are coming ahead will determine greatly the the direction and and the element of um, security that that we have within our life. Uh, it, it, change is good.
2: Uh, it is. It's just scary, that's all, because uh, when you open the door, you don't know what's going to be on the other side. You've known what's inside the door all this time. And even if it's shabby and worn out, it, at least you know what it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, ha- I have some shoes like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, yeah. Well, you know, th- my dear friend, she's gone now. Uh, was a wonderful astrologer, Joan Negus. For anybody who might know her name, she was out of uh, New Jersey. And uh, what she used to say about Pluto, Pluto, you know, is is the planet that just turns everything upside down. Transformation is what Pluto does, and it it uh, literally uh, throws everything out with the the baby with the bathwater. So then you have to go out and find it, and. Uh, mm-hmm. What she would say is, when Pluto gets in your path, go dig a hole, go plant some flowers, and go do the things that Pluto likes. Pluto likes to get in the dirt, so go dig.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, and I think that while we see this with our government and our society as a whole, because it's hitting society, it's hitting the movie industry, it's hitting, it's hitting all aspects of our lives, Mm -hmm. and and it's it's i i know i i look at my life and everything is shifting around in it and it's very exciting because you know you you get sometimes you get into a groove that becomes a rut and Mm -hmm. it takes something like this to break you out of that pattern and to allow you to create a new groove and um it's it's very exciting. It's sort of like the old stuff just doesn't fit anymore. So I'm not talking clothes. Um, so <laughs> I buy elastic waist. So I'm safe. Um, but 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 when it comes to. Professional stuff and practicing and 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 it 's really funny because I never would have thought um, i 'm going to start doing videos i 'm going to be putting still doing the radio shows of course but i 'm going to also be doing video shows as well and and i, I and you know you 're going to be a part of that and um I'm very excited about it I'm, you know I have to learn the program a little bit better before I, I make any um, you know forays into the the, the the realms of this whole thing. but the YouTube channel is is picking up people and new people are subscribing and um it, it's it's a very exciting thing for me. it 's something I never thought I would ever do before, and yet kaboom, here it is suddenly. Yeah here's my drive. And, and it was, it was kind of like, but I was so comfortable the way things were.
2: Well, I see calls for expansion, you know, Jupiter moves on and we have to, it's activating something in your chart. I don't have your chart in front of me, so I can't go peek at it, unfortunately. Okay. But uh, it's it's activating something that's going to expand your world. And uh, I know in my own chart, um, I have Jupiter very close to the midheaven in Pisces. So now that Jupiter is in Scorpio, it makes a trine to that. And that's going to open doorways for me. To do more, perhaps, like you said, more things that might include video, more ways to connect with the world, and uh, so I may, I may uh, um, now look for a, a publisher for a couple of books manuscripts that I have right now. So that's exciting. Yeah, it, it is.
1: And you know, it's it's funny because I talk to so many people who are who are so nervous because. Um, what they thought they, they you know they thought they had things set, you know that at this time in my life, I wanted to have stability. Well, you do have stability, but you have you have flexibility with that stability and and that 's what i I think people don 't understand it doesn 't mean you trash everything; it means you keep the good and you and you and you expand upon you, you keep the good and and let go of the bad and expand upon the good, so that it 's a time of growth it 's a very exciting time and um yes it means you're going to be forced to to roll your sleeves up and expand your horizons which is a great thing. Yeah.
2: Well you know stability too uh can be something we all dream of that's why every child hears the story ending in happily ever after uh unfortunately stability is not a reality there is no such thing as stability there is only the present moment uh we think oh yeah i have this house now and i have the right income and uh everything is going in the right way but you don't know what's going to happen down the road. You know, people didn't know in, in uh, the 1930s what was going to happen, and banks closed. Mm-hmm. People didn't have access to money. Look at people in Puerto Rico. They had uh, – many of those people had fine lives, and all of a sudden Hurricane Maria shows up, and uh, they don't have any power. They don't have any water. And the United States government has provided a very limited amount of supplies where we as a nation should have taken care of all of those people. They're still without power. Um, mm-hmm. So we, you know, we can think it's all stable, but we really don't know. And to stay in that zone where we say it is and it's going to always be, um, that's really a false place to live. You have to live in the present moment and, and train yourself to. Uh, Feel what the flow is doing and uh, follow it. Your heart's telling you what to do. Go with it.
1: Yeah, and I think I think so many people actually have that feeling of of um, you know a, a desire to grow and to shift and to change. But there's that you know if I change things, it might not be for the better. But but if you if you if you say to yourself, I, I'm going to keep everything just the way it is, it means that you're not
2: growing and I, and you can't do it anyway no, <laughs> you'll get away true. with it for a little while but eventually Pluto will show up <laughs> and well, everything that you've been hanging on to gets tossed yeah but Pluto has that two
1: by four that hits you in the face is <laughs> it's, it's I think it's the only planet that comes with a bat and you know if you if if you aren't If you aren't moving along, if you aren't courageous enough to make subtle changes. And, and, you know, if you make the subtle changes as you go, they don't become massive changes
2: at one time. No. Uh, The ancients said Pluto had a scythe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's Pluto is the Reaper. And uh, where Uranus gives you a little electric shock. (laughs) So, these different planets have their own little that they play with.
1: (laughs) They all have a weapon. It's almost like a video game, isn't it?
2: Well, it life. is. I've said this many times to my students. Life is video games replicate life, and all of these things replicate soul's journey. (laughs) That's why we get intrigued by video games, and what do video games teach us? They teach us all kinds of things, as much as many parents say, I wish my children wouldn't continue to play them. Um, they really do, they teach you 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 know, you get like five lives in almost every, every video game mm-hmm. <laughs> you reincarnate don't you? <laughs> yes you do and and
1: you know the other thing they've done an amazing study they, they worked with I think two nursing homes or three or four, I forget they worked with a bunch of nursing homes and in in one group they ex- exposed the, the patrons to video games of their choice and the other group not so. You know, they could do. They could continue whatever it was they were doing, whether it was reading or playing Canasta or whatever. But, but those that did the video games had greater mental acuity than those who were just kind of sliding through. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not telling everybody over 60 to take up video games, though I play a couple myself. But I think it's a matter of keeping your mind sharp.
2: That is, and that, that's, that is the good thing. I mean, video games move at a very quick pace, mm-hmm. and so your ha- mind has to move with them. Whereas if everybody in the group is playing Canaster, they're all playing at the same pace they've always played. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody go get the tea and cookies, and we'll hang out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, it's, it's so I, – I, I speak to everybody who's over 50 – when, when I say that the more you challenge your brain, the longer you're gonna live most probably and the more excitement you'll have in your life mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and 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 it's 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 just um, it's I speak from experience because mm-hmm. I'm 73 and I've never had more going on in my life and and it's because I continue to challenge myself and I, I feel, um, my, my granddaughter, I w- recently visited my grandchildren, and I was asking them about their hobbies and what was their favorite this and what was their favorite Latin. And my granddaughter said to me, my Grandma, what is your favorite hobby? And while I have lots of things that interest me and that I'm involved in, I finally had to say, you know, my, my greatest hobby, my greatest joy is learning.
2: Yeah, that's a beautiful thing.
1: And and so so the stars are are definitely setting us up for a roller coaster ride. It appears.
2: Well, I think you know, uh, and we we probably always have one. It's just that right now the combination of things is it's a. Uh, it's one of those big coasters you know it's one of the ones that tips you upside down for a few seconds (laughs) then you find yourself back up on top um it's pretty scary it's it's, (laughs) exactly some people do throw up some people don't it's mind-blowing i don't do those coasters so (laughs) you won't find me on them (laughs) but um nonetheless yeah that's pretty much where we're at so you know there's What I've always told anyone when you have Pluto active in a chart is go with it. Don't fight it. Go with it. If there's a transformation happening, work with that transformation. Don't hide from it and say, oh, it's not really happening. It is happening. And if it is happening, you need to see what works best for you. You know, if you see the banks are are changing their outlook in your area, you need to say, okay, where is my money safest? Do Mm -hmm. I need to diversify? Uh, How much money should I keep at home? Things like that. You need to really ask yourself questions. And and what your heart tells you, do it. You know, uh, don't do it out of fear. Do it out of um, trying to stay a step ahead of what may be happening. And, um, you know, it doesn't hurt you to go and take action it will hurt you if the action is taken on you so well with with the fact with the
1: knowledge that yes we are going through times of incredible change and and socially as a country as a as a culture we're going through times of change with with all of these um I don't want to even call them terrorists. It feels like they are, they are guerrilla warfare. It's, it, there's guerrilla warfare going on in our country. And, and I think that there are different things fueling a lot of these different attacks. Some of it is terrorism. At, well, it's all terrorism of one sort or another. But knowing that that is happening, um, and, and frankly, for the next five years, I don't see a lot of change
2: yeah, but I, th- I think you will. You are going to see a lot of change. Uh, will you see change in in uh, people's ideologies um, in terms of terrorism? I don't think there you're going to see the change. But how we handle it, how we look at it will change. The way that, you know, if you go to a simple experience where someone, someone is attacking you for one reason or another uh, if you attack back it just gives them more power to attack you further Yeah. eventually you learn that pouring love, changing the way you look at the person changing the way you work with the person or receive the person uh, this opens doors to a whole different experience so we will find a new way to work uh, with those who are um, are creating havoc in our world. You know, we have people in this country who become what they call a lone wolf and uh, get activated by ISIS. What we have to ask ourselves is, how does that happen? Why does it happen? And what can we do to change that pattern so that there is less chance that anyone would want to? go in that direction Uh, there has to be some dissatisfaction with life that causes someone to even search for meaning in places that involve something as uh, horrendous as murdering other people so where and how do we change that And those are the questions we have to ask and we have to start working on. I think there are people in this country who are working on them. But as a nation, we have to recognize that we have to fund that kind of research. We have to be behind it rather than funding weapons, more weapons of war to continue to fight or combat in terms of bombing. We need to look at our world and see what is the new direction we need to take to make the world one of an embrace rather than one of constant conflict.
1: Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, during the Revolutionary War, um, the colonists were able to um, overwhelm the, um, the the British by utilizing guerrilla warfare Mm -hmm. and that's what's being used upon us now it's it's small groups or people who are not connected to anything or anyone else who take it upon themselves to to um, rebel and act and you know if they can get away but if they can't that's okay they don't really care and you know, these people have have spent, it's been years in in conditioning these people. And, and, and you're right, I agree that there should be a different environment. And if there's a different environment, then these kinds of people won't be influenced by what's out there. But, but at the same time, I, I really feel that there has to be some sort of watchfulness as to the kind of material that is out there on the Internet. Because there is so much... Out there that, that could could warp someone's mind, which is frightening
2: well, uh, that's absolutely true. these are the questions of the society that have to do with Pluto transforming it. you know as a nation we've grown in uh, in a direction that is a technologically uh, a world of wonderment. Uh, we have now, to come to, again, we, we hit this platform at different periods over centuries, where we have to come to a new level of self-responsibility. Uh, right now, many, many, many people in this country get their news from Facebook, and I think <laughs> that is hysterical um, and and sad because Facebook Is a lovely place to connect with people. I I don't disallow that in any way. But unfortunately, many, many people will just say, oh, well, this came from so-and-so, so so it must be true. But did so-and-so do their homework to find out if it was true when it was passed to them? Mm -hmm. I can't say how many times I have uh, written to people in my Facebook group and said, Uh, I can't pass this on because I just checked it and it's not true. Mm -hmm. And here let me show you how to check so that you won't pass anything on to anyone that's not true. Because we don't want to do that. There's nobody that I know who wants to send propaganda to other people. That's not who we are. But we end up falling into a cycle that allows us to believe something because it came to us through hands that, again, did not, they were not checking it. So, this is where we have to become a responsible. And each one who stops and says, you know what, I'm going to check that first, mm-hmm. every time we do that, we start taking on self responsibility. And then we teach others to do the same. And then we expand as a nation uh, and as a people to where propaganda will no longer penetrate us so that's what we have to do I mean I've had people on Facebook say to me but how could you even know if that's the truth it's not the truth how do you know that and I said well you know if you go to the federal register you'll see if something really has been passed as a law you will Mm -hmm. see what actions have actually been taken by the government it has to be put there that there is a law that says they must post it so that's where you go when you go look there and if it's not there and somebody's telling you it is then it's not true.
3: <laughs> oh, know? yeah,
2: absolutely,
1: and you're, you, it's 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 not just Facebook.
2: No, no, it's,
1: of course not. It's, so. it's news as well, and checking your facts, checking into things, I can't tell you the number of things that, you know, I've heard people say, oh my God, look at this, look at this, look at this, and it's like, where did you hear that? Yeah. And And it's you know it's some it's most of the time Facebook, but sometimes it's on the news, and it's a matter of well, come
2: on, yeah, there are there are news organizations now that are really not news organizations. And I was talking to my sister some time ago, and she said to me, she says, "Well, they're not called news anymore." I said, "What are you talking about?" She says, "No, they now are labeled entertainment." I said, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, because growing up, you know, I'm old like you. When we were growing up, everything, when they said it was news, you know, Walter Cronkite came on, it was news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and know, he wasn't going to deliver something that wasn't the facts. That That's so
1: true. And uh, these were the guys like, like Hemingway that went to the front lines, you know, and, and uh, it, it happily, hopefully – there won't be front lines anymore, mm-hmm. but but it, it just it, it is frightening, and so many people are they react before they
2: question,
1: they react before they think. That's and, you
2: know that's we're mob rule.
1: We're coming. <laughs> that is, yeah,
2: that's mob rule, and we have to always be vigilant, uh, vigilant within ourselves and vigilant for our friends, mm-hmm. because if I have a friend who starts to react. It's it's my job to say wait let's let's take another look at the picture let's expand our view of the picture let's make sure we have all the absolute facts before we do this and then if indeed it is what what we're thinking it might be then let me join you in that reaction.
1: <laughs> well, it it used to be and it, it's not any longer, but it used to be you had to have three non related sources that would confirm something before that you know you would broadcast it I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was three yeah and and um, that does not seem to be the case anymore yeah. and, um, and and if and they were they were sources that you could you could name mm-hmm. not not unnamed sources because you know anybody could be an unnamed source mm-hmm. but but it it's changed so and, and I do feel that that we are coming back to a time where people are starting to say, Prove it. Show me the facts. Let me know what you know, what the facts are and, and you know, then I'll I'll pay attention to what you're saying. And it is it is a shift and a change of consciousness that is going on within within you know, the totality of humanity. So that so that we have you know other co- people in other countries are are coming to a point where they will no longer take being dominated or or having a dictator over them or they're going countries I I know the one thing that last year I, I predicted was that countries the borders of countries were going to change and some countries were going to split from you know they were going to split in half and it's it's happening or it it's it feels like people are trying to change it and. You know, I'm not talking about the U.S. here. I I think, you know, while while certain states have always threatened to secede from the Union, I don't expect them to do so. Um, But I do expect um, some some of the borders of some of the states to change over the next couple of years. I don't know. Which should be interesting. And I do feel that there are a couple of states that will be broken up so that they are separate states.
2: Well, they've talked about that in you know California, Oregon for years. They they call the area southern Southern Oregon and northern California. They call it the State of Jefferson, and they've called it that for years and years and years and years because we have more in common. Those two areas have more in common than they do with the lower part of the state of California or the northern part of the state of Oregon. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they've talked about that forever of making that a state unto itself. Yeah, the issue – the issues of the states is there's so much we have to look at, and that's why we need to start talking and stop allowing uh, the power controls that go on in the Congress to uh, overrule the voice of the people. We have complete representation in states – and and less representation in other states where there's more population in the states that have less representation and less population in the states that have more so mm-hmm. it's just it makes no really good sense i you have to remember when all of this was started the amount of population wasn't that much oh yeah <laughs> you know i mean the state of california when that state was formed it wasn't a whole lot of anything well it was a territory. It wasn't it wasn't
1: necessarily meant to be a state. It just I guess they just invited it in as a block, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't there. But but you know, thank God the Louisiana Territory was broken up into states cuz that could be a big mess. Yeah. But but you know, you're right when 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 the states came into being um I mean, the, several of them have been, you know, Late bloomers and stuff, but and you know it, we, we still have some out there that could become a state if if you know they, they should they were they voted should.
2: in when you look at you look at Puerto Rico what three and a half million people that's a lot of people yeah <laughs> so. no I,
1: I I think the United States is is going to to shift I think that that not only are the borders of the states going to to shift around I think there's going to be a um, a, a changing of the lines of, of and the borders of, of some of the different states, and and um, I mean, heck, even Texas could be broken up into a couple of states.
2: It's huge. Oh, I know, and so was yeah. You know,
1: I mean, you could do North Te- Texas, East Texas, West Texas. You know, you you could do it lots of ways, so everybody remains a Texan, but you know, in a different kind of.
2: I think you'll have a hard time doing that because, you know what, the shape of the state is really a symbol in that state. (laughs) That's true. I can't see it happening, but who knows what the future holds. When you look at the 2020 transits uh, and progressions for the map of the United States of America, we have a tremendous amount of conversation going on and a reassessment of our language, our laws. Uh, There's a whole huge, very stressful time zone there of struggling uh, with communication and um, getting out to the world who we are. So, you know, we're, we're working on it. And unfortunately, we have to go through this terrible period of trying to understand what we've come to. When I hear people say, and I have a brother who says this, it's pretty hysterical to hear it from him, um, he'll say, but, you know, they're going to come and take our guns away. And I, I, and I say to him, Tony, they can't take our guns away. They would have to change the United States Bill of Rights to do that. And mm-hmm. we are not going to have states who will ver- ratify that. It isn't going to happen. You have to stop believing the things you're hearing. We can have sensible laws about guns without being fearful that anyone's going to take your right to own a gun. Uh, anyone who perpetrates that is perpetrating a lie. It is part of our Bill of Rights. I know. Uh, and you get, you know, people
1: get out there and they say, they're going to take your guns away. Be careful. They're going to take your, they're trying to take your guns away. And they're frightening people. And, sure. And that's those what... people don't take the time to realize what it would take to take their guns away. And that is never going to happen.
2: No. That's, I try so hard to get. People to look at things realistically instead of through fear. Uh, to hear uh, what I heard tonight, I mean I, this massacre that took place on Sunday,, um, oh. oh, it's just it's too it's too painful to think about and uh but to hear the president come out and say well this is not a matter of gun rights this is a matter of mental health well i i don't necessarily disagree with the issue of mental health but uh it's also a matter of uh having um, assault types of weapons a weapon that you can put a a, a 30 bullet magazine in and mm-hmm. and 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 run, he he went through 15 30 bullet magazines 15 in a matter of minutes that's a lot of weaponry
1: well I think that that we have a right to bear arms but we don't have a right to bear weapons that are meant for combat
2: well that's the problem you know um, combat weapons make no sense on the streets you know we're not going to defend ourselves from one person With, uh, you know, 17 uh, AR-15s. But the man who stopped him
1: went and got his rifle.
2: Right. He probably had a rifle in the back of his pickup like most people (laughs) here in the state of Oregon have. And they have a right to that. And I'm proud of them for carrying it. If they need to get that rifle out to go shoot something, uh, you know, there's an animal that's broken a leg. There's a mad dog running after a child, you Mm -hmm. know there's something that's happening where they need that rifle. We live in a rural rural area. And I'm I'm glad they have it. But that's that is not what the issue is. Handguns and rifles are not the issue. Assault style weapons and large magazines, those are the issues. If that man had a handgun or a rifle he could have shot maybe four people before he would have been taken down.
1: Right. And, and that's probably the direction that, that, that they will go, hopefully, when, when it comes time for that. Um, you know, when you when you look at situations like this, and you realize that we are in a time of change, and when we're in times of change, these sort of things happen, how does one protect Themselves from this. How I mean, do you stop going to large venues? Do you?
2: I mean, how do you? You're not going to stop going to church. Well, no, I. I, mean, I that no, is, you know, not. it's and that's. I mean, this is the second church shooting. I mean, two. I mean, it was a Baptist church, I think, down in Alabama, wasn't it, a few years yeah. ago? And uh, it, 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 it's it's not acceptable. We need to just start looking at how do we I mean they could start doing metal detectors at churches they could start having guys who stand at the back door with rifles but that's not a good statement to say to children going to church
1: <laughs> no it's not but but if it protects them it's you know i i think of you know the the, the children that were killed the oh, pregnant lady i mean it was just it was too much and i i know one of the, the uh, ministers that spoke today said you know you can you can ask the police department to come in and do a do a an assessment to give you ideas as to how to best protect your congregation it doesn't mean you have to have armed guards at the door but there are probably you know Things that can be done that will pr- protect from something like this happening and yeah. and I think so so many of us have been apathetic as to our safety and not paid attention you know the old um that that the saying you know if you see something say something um is is, is a good thing and and yeah. there are people out there who are unbalanced who behave strangely. And and I'm not saying you 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 know if your neighbor is walking around in their underwear you call in and report them for being out of their mind, but but it is, it is it is something to be more aware of your environment and your surroundings than you have been in the past.
2: Oh. well, the other issue, of course, is the issue of mental health and the fact that uh, the president. Uh, and this entire congress uh, or the majority of this congress you know, the very first law that he passed was pushed by the NRA that where he, he uh gave the right for anyone who'd been educated as mentally insane to have a right to 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 buy a gun that that law is completely insane the american people don't want that law and yet it was passed through congress and signed that's a law that the NRA wants. We don't want that. I don't want a man who's been educated as insane to have a rifle. That's insane. That is insane. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and, so, yes, and, and then he stood there today and said, well, this is a matter of mental health. He passed the law. He signed it. This is not acceptable. And uh, the American people have to stand up and say no. It's It's up to us to do that. Our voices can be heard if we get together and stand up and say no absolutely
1: and you know when when it comes to the um the process that we are you know i when when you were talking about you know what the what the united states especially was going to be going through in the next five and a half years i thought of labor and and you know once you are in labor you know pain and discomfort kind of rolls in and rolls out and it feels like in many ways our our society especially in the US is in labor birthing a new level of consciousness and way of life yes. and excellent
2: excellent analogy you know, yeah. we went through that process back in the 1920s when we had the Great Depression, 1928, 29, 32, with that whole area in there. Um, we We were going through a major transformation. The nation was transforming. We had gone from a nation that was agricultural to a nation that was industrialized. And now we're going from a nation that is industrialized to a nation that is... A techno freak you know i mean it's completely <laughs> different and we're pushing the boundaries now for more of a green universe and so we're going to move into more things that are um, aligning ourselves with the sun and, and uh, the wind and so forth so we always when we go through these transformations we we are giving birth it's a whole new time and when we do, we have to reevaluate. And yes, there will be those who cling to what they consider the meaning and the original intention of the uh, United States Constitution. But you also have to take into account that did our forefathers have any idea Mm-mm. that people would be able to travel around the world in a matter of hours on an airplane?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. You know, I mean. <laughs>
2: That they could they could kill people with one rifle. They could kill 150 people. You know, they didn't know those things could ever exist. They didn't, how 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 far ahead could they think things they'd never seen before or considered as a possibility? So we have to re well, reexamine and reinvent. Don't you think, though, that that
1: that the Constitution? has been set up so that if life yes. changes and evolves, we can change and evolve with it.
2: Yes, I do believe it. I'm saying you have to take the Constitution and read it with an understanding of where we are today. I think it's, a, it's one of the most amazing documents because it does hold true. Uh, Are there things that should be changed? Yes. At the time, it was landowners and white men who had the right to be considered part of the Constitution. There's no (laughs) reference to women in there. There is certainly no reference uh, that allows us to consider the possibility that uh, people of every single ethnicity... Have have a right to be heard and seen, and and are part of that constitution. So there there could be a few words that need to be tweaked in there. <laughs> well, now, you
1: know we've got five years, five and a half years. So that takes us into seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um. So after we have passed through this time frame, what can we look forward to?
2: Well, I think uh, what we're we're moving into, one of the main things that probably we will start seeing in, in that time frame will be a change in the way uh, that we are employed or the way that we have income. I think the entire um, uh, banking system is going to be pulled up by the roots. And uh, because I believe we have to Align ourselves with technology as it advances. By two, in five years, drive a, we people driving their own cars will become something more in the rural areas than it is in the cities. Uh, we are on the doorstep of co- vehicles that drive themselves. So, if you have technology taking over in every part of every workplace where is it left that people have an income and when you see a shrinking of jobs we have to move into what they call uh, you know a universal income uh, as a result of technology I think they call it UIT and uh, some countries have already gone to that so there are changes that will be so different than what you and I were raised on You know. The Treasury talks about throwing away the penny. We're talking about throwing away <laughs> the paycheck <laughs> and uh, and and taking on a whole new way of looking at our nation and that will would mean that if technology is available to do most of the work, then we come into a place where We have to subsidize the people of the nation, and that's why you go to a universal income. Everyone, if everyone had a basic income, like I believe it's, what is it, Singapore, um, has, everybody gets like $36,000 a year. And if you want to make more money, you're more than welcome to go out and do whatever it is that you want to do to make more money. But um, everyone has health care and everyone should have health care you know to think that it's okay for people who are old and yeah maybe they worked their whole lives but they worked at a low-end job and they don't have a pension and they don't have the health care that they need they have medicare but they can't afford uh the additional insurance it takes and if I I was at a meeting the other day, and one of the women stood up, and she said, well, they told me I I needed this cream, and the cream was $85,000. And we all just looked at her like, what? Mm. (laughs) Nobody can afford that. Well, sure, maybe some people can in the 1%, but we're just ordinary people here. I I have friends
1: that have health insurance, but they can't afford to be sick.
2: I, I, I guess if you're, if you're working for a living you can't afford to be sick in almost every right to work state because they will fire you if you're too gone too long
1: well not only that but her deductible is, is something huge like $17,000
2: yeah and so it becomes uh, impossible and we we have to get past that we have to get past these things um, I, I have a hard time listening to people who are in our Congress who claim to be Christian who can stand there and say that they, these are entitlements and that these people don't deserve to be cared for I, I have a hard time listening to that oh, I, don't I, I think I Christ think... had that intention at all I, he walked among lepers and most people wouldn't go near a leper
1: well I think that um, that our Congress needs to really be under the same plan as the rest of us
2: <laughs> well they say they they try to tell us that they are i don't know there's such a debate about that i have not gone in and dug the information but
1: nice no, i highly suspect they are not
2: <laughs> well i i know this that once you are a senator or a congressman that you you get a pension for the rest of your life if you only serve one term yeah that should be changed too i mean I think... that's that's i that that's a great job. <laughs>
1: And they voted it for themselves, so maybe well, that's, we that should part take. I'm
2: totally opposed to, and I know that that is absolutely true. They wrote, vote their own raises in. Yeah. I tell you, a corporation would allow such a thing.
1: Yeah, no that that should that should definitely be altered. I am I am sure that. Um, of course, I'm not sure how you get them to vote for it, but that's
2: the point. It, see, this is why. There has to be an uprooting of so many of these things. The voice of the people has to become a national voice. We have to break it down and stop having it so separate. It has to be a national voice.
1: I like so, the idea that, that um, and, and I'm repeating somebody else's. I, <laughs> I heard somebody suggested, and I really liked, I, I liked it, that, that Congress could, could propose all the bills they wanted to. But they weren't the ones that got to vote on it that that the whole population would be able to vote that that we could we could either you know do a yay or nay on on any bill they proposed and that in that way they would have to actually really listen to their their constituencies and make sure that what bills they put out there were bills that would you know enable people to to work and have a better life,
2: yeah, that's you know there's a lot of issues with what you're saying and yet that is the direction we are going um you know down in i believe it was argentina in the recent past uh, probably uh, in the last year or two um some young people started to realize that their voices were not only not being heard they didn't know how to make them heard so mm-hmm. they developed an app for their phones where, uh, when there was going to be a vote on any issue in their city council or their county commissioners' groups, uh, that they would, their app would go off and they would be able to read the bill and then they would be able to immediately link. They had links in the app that went right to their representative, whether it's their commissioner or their city councilman or whoever it is that represents them, even if it's at a higher level. And uh, they would immediately be able to tell them what they wanted them to do, what their vote would be. And uh, I think that is the beginning of the change that is coming. I think what they're doing there is the beginning. Uh, We have to make those kinds of lines incredibly secure so that our vote is very much identified. And we're moving into that. Today you go buy a computer and there is face recognition. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. just your finger anymore. Now it's your face, and almost all the the new telephones uh, that are coming out. I, I don't even. I don't think you even call them phones anymore. You call them something else. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, these androids that are coming out uh, will have face recognition. And so once you have that, and that is everywhere people will be able to vote with their face (laughs) and then things will become much more secure because you can't really uh, duplicate someone's face if the voice recognition is as secure as they're saying it's developing uh, Mm -hmm. where it actually recognizes your facial movements not just the way your face looks and so it really doesn't matter if you gain weight or you lose weight it will continue to recognize who you are and no one would be able to duplicate that so when you get to a point where that happens and we have that available every person who is of voting age would have the ability to vote from their phone Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're moving in this direction where the voice of the people will be heard. But it's going to take a little time and people have to say, yes, this is what I want. And I think starting at the local level is key for everyone because once you understand that locally you have so much going on and so much you need to speak to – uh, this gets you involved in government and uh, helps you to understand how things are run. Here in our county, we have a big vote coming tomorrow. Um, we're voting to remove all the county commissioners and set up what they call home rule. It's a home rule charter under the state state law of Oregon where um, the people who would represent us will come from different parts of the county. And they will be basically volunteers, and we will elect them, but uh they will be part time people, and they will be paid more than five hundred dollars in a month. They get two hundred and fifty dollars for each time they go to a meeting, and there won't be more than two meetings a month and um and that will make a big difference in this county, and they will have term limits four years. Uh, is what they are given on the outset and then they can do it once more for four years and then they have to step away and they can come back another four years later to try again. But uh, it's a whole different way of doing business in this county. We've had people who've been being paid $100,000 a year and uh, they've been controlling everything, taking bribes and doing all this underhanded and corrupt stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how our county votes tomorrow. Um, well, it makes sense.
1: For yeah, sure. and,
2: well, you'd think. And when you stop and they, think
1: about it, it means that, that if it.
2: Are you still there, Barbara? Disappeared on me.
3: Yes, I- she did. I wonder where she went.
2: Oh, you're still there, Deb?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm here.
2: Well, you know, one of the things about this experience with the the county is, I you know, we talk about this fake news at the national level. I was blown away driving down the street and seeing these enormous signs that were put out that said, vote no on home rule. And it said, because of extreme environmentalists. This charter has absolutely nothing to do with the environment, <laughs> and it's unbelievable. Driving down the street, there there are these big signs, fake news. There it is on the streets, propaganda like you can't believe you're looking at. So, I wonder how many people are going to fall for that, and if this goes through tomorrow. Um, I have no way of knowing till we see what happens.
1: Well, you know, I think that, that so many people have been for so long apathetic. And I mean, when, when Obamacare was passed, uh, Nancy Pelosi said, you know, we have to pass it so we can read it and find out what's there. Things like that will no longer happen.
2: Yeah, and, and things will get simplified, too, which is the way it needs to go. I've been saying this, <laughs> oh my, for at least 35 years. Um, we need to have simple legislation. Legislation that goes for 2,000 pages is ridiculous. It's absurd. Yeah. It's insane. Five pages should be the limit and we should get to the point, make it clear, no legalese, let's just know what we're talking about, and let's do it. You well, know, that, that uh,
1: sounds like a plan for sure.
2: <laughs> and, and the, the other a, thing that, that... There you go again. She's gone. I don't know where you are. <laughs> we, <laughs> she's coming and going. She <laughs> like, sure is. Like the, good witch. <laughs> in the wizard of oz <laughs> she's here and there
1: well you know I, I i i we seem to be fading in and out of the station um i think that education is one of the other places that that we're going to see amazing changes over the next decade or so it's already happening right well i you know i see my my uh 11 year old granddaughter going through pre, pre, um, you know, early PSAT tests that she's, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on college. And, and and I mean, I think that's good. But my problem is she's being taught, um, she's being taught for the test. She's not being taught how to think.
2: And well, this is, you know, this is the discussion I had with my nephew a long time ago. And it relates back to me asking the spiritual beings, what, if I could do one thing, just one thing, what is the one thing we could do that would change our nation for the better, the world for the better? And what I got was exactly that. And there's a, there are words for it, which I did not know <laughs> that there were, but there are. It's called critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a, the way our education system was set up back uh, at the be- be- at the beginning of the last century was for an industrialized nation for manufacturing jobs. And so we set people up, uh, the children came in and they all sat at specific desks and they were going to follow a specific routine and we were going to tell them what to do and they were going to memorize it and that's what we did. And yeah. that does not teach individuals to think. Then back uh, in the 60s. Uh, We started to have an influx where Montessori schools started to come into play and we started to get a certain groups of people who would say children need to be given freedom. We need to treat them holistically. We need to help them to think through issues, not just listen and regurgitate what we tell them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, the groundwork is there. We need to take it to the next step. And uh, so critical thinking is key. I know what I said to my nephew was what we need to do is design some apps that go with your, your school book. So when you come to the end of the chapter, instead of saying, well, how did, you know, on such and such a date, George Washington crossed the Delaware. And uh, and this is what happened and this is how many English were taken down and this is how we came to victory. Instead of knowing those facts, it's good to know those facts, but instead the app would give you the position of George Washington and you mm-hmm. would know – how many guns you owned, and how many people you had, and how many cannons and cannonballs, and you would know how wide the Delaware is, and you would know how approximately from your scouts how many troops were over there,
1: and the and rationale would, as to why he planned it for Christmas Eve, and yeah, oh, you would have
2: time. you would have to make the decision: how will we do this? and that's where you start to handle critical thinking you try to come to an understanding Why did George Washington make those choices? Did he make the best choices? Would I have made different choices? Mm -hmm. You come to think these things through, and that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see apps for chapters in every single type of uh, learning uh, system in our educational process so that children already know how to play with an app. Give them the tools to think through that app, with the corresponding information that helps them to learn geography or geology or uh, history or social studies or science, whatever it is, mathematics, you can do that. You know, when I, I did a, a film years ago, a documentary, um, which was uh, shown on King Broadcasting up out of Seattle. It was a documentary of what we called at the time a free school down in uh, Davis, uh, California. And uh, there was a, a woman there, I still remember her name, Mar- uh, Marlene Holesclaw was her name. Her husband was uh, the history teacher, professor at uh, University uh, at of uh at davis university of california davis at any rate she had started a little independent kind of school for kids who had been uh kicked out of all the schools in the county and they were considered delinquents and they couldn't even find a place to be educated so she opened a school for the delinquents <laughs> and she created a free school, which has had the same basis as the Montessori schools, that you, you treat everyone at, holistically, uh, the older kids can learn to teach the younger kids, it's an environment with all ages, and uh, you give the children the freedom to express the issues that they're experiencing instead of teaching them to hide them to bury them and to be normal with everyone else and she had uh when kids would come in in the morning they would form a big circle all of them standing there were no little pothole desks and chairs in her entire place and um And she would go around the room and everybody would have their say. And if somebody was angry or upset, she would say, do you want to speak about it? And if they didn't, then she'd say, well, you have a choice. You have the big red chair and they could kick it. They could tear holes in it. They could jump on it. They could do anything they wanted to to it. Or they could go out into the playground with the ball and run around until they got exhausted and then come back. And... When they were done with whatever their anxiety was, she would form the circle again and let them speak. That was amazing. We oh, yeah. watched these kids do things that these were supposedly delinquents. We saw them uh, compose music. We, uh, in our documentary, we showed them creating computers. We showed the older kids teaching the younger kids. It was a marvelous experience, just marvelous.
1: And it works. And the, the other thing, too, that a, a school, uh, an atmosphere like that allows kids who have a passion for a, di- you know, for in, in any direction to follow it and to, yeah. to learn through um, through embracing it and, and to stretch them into, you know, um, I mean, I've seen kids, you know, challenge, you know, okay, this is a mousetrap, build a better one you know figure figure out what will attract the mouse and then figure out how you're going to to create it and and you know i mean it's if you challenge their minds like that you create individuals that are unstoppable
2: i i agree with you totally i i i would like to see that everywhere Throughout our country, no matter what level of society in terms of income children are, because the income is not any way, shape, or form connected to the intelligence of the individual. Oh, yeah. It has absolutely. nothing to do with it. Color, race, none of that has anything to do with the intelligence of the individual. These children, there are so many magnificent beings on this, in this nation and anybody, on this planet.
1: Anybody can be successful.
2: Absolutely. I believe it's just, that it's just, just the allowing them
1: to experience. Oh.
2: Well, I've I've said for years it would be nice to have a mentoring program that's available for all children. And through the Internet, this is possible. Um, I've said that I would love to see a mentoring program where children could go on and they can say, I want a mentor and I'm interested in doing this. And it could be something as simple as saying, I want to get rid of roaches in my house. And yeah, no, uh, it's, it's... someone could help them, show them how we achieve that goal and how long it might take, how you set that up, set that in motion. And if you have to raise funds for it, how to raise those funds. What do <laughs> I you hope do? I can hear you because I can't.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is an odd Laura, you, Can you hear Michelle or is she dropping off for you?
3: No, the only one I hear dropping off is you.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, so I... I'm the dropout tonight. <laughs>
2: oh my. At any rate oh, yeah. I, I see that as very possible But, but you know, the
1: it, when I think of um school, when I think of, you know, two master's degrees and then I look at, at what I have accomplished and what I have done. Uh oh. I, he-
2: <laughs> I need to hear the rest of that statement.
1: Oh, I, I said. You know, I, I have my mass. I have a bachelor's and two master's degrees, mm-hmm. and none of that. Absolutely none of it contributed to where I am today.
2: Well, if I tell you what I think of all of that, <laughs> when people ask me, "What are your degrees?" and I have degrees, but I I always say, you know, what I witnessed when I was in college is that people. Can have a degree or get a degree uh, and not know anything. Absolutely.
1: Because,
2: because they are. I know PhDs that can't tie their shoes. Yeah, well, I mean, they. Thank can God also, for Velcro. They can also pay for their degrees. I, I needed money in college, and I came from a, a family that didn't have money. I had scholarships. I had every kind of program you could have from scholarship to grant to (laughs) work study, and I did not have enough money to meet the needs I needed to meet in order to have the materials I needed to accomplish what I needed in college. So I had to do other things, and I I did people's homework. I did people's papers. I charged a specific amount of money, and I knew I could get an A paper or I could get a B paper. I never had anybody hire me for anything but an A so you know, I don't trust paper. I like to hear what the person has to offer. It's who you are. Uh, you'll tell me who you are when you speak.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I tell people that all a, all a piece of paper tells you is that you had the money to buy it.
2: Well, and it might tell you that you really worked hard too. It just everybody's different, and uh, but uh, it it doesn't it doesn't guarantee that you are what you say you are on that piece of paper is all i'm saying yeah
1: yeah and i i truly believe that that the children of today are brilliant if given a chance
2: yeah i believe you know children to me are the greatest national treasure we have there is no greater treasure than our children and to in any way, shape, or form, shortchange them on their ability to have information available to them and education available to them is to really cut our own roots
1: oh, yeah. or chopping
2: our own tree. And um,
1: Some, Somebody asked a great question in the chat room. Um, they'd like to know what we think about tax breaks for home schools. I think it's a great idea. If I had a child today... I mean, my, my baby is fifty. So, but if I had a child today, they would be homeschooled for sure. And I think there should be tax.
2: I don't see any reason why we don't have tax breaks for homeschools as long as they're they're fulfilling whatever the state level curriculum says they are fulfilling. A lot of the time, homeschools go beyond that. Um, I seem, you know, be, I seem to be gone again. Yes, you're coming and going an awful lot. Like I said, you're you're like the Good Witch in in, in the Wizard of Oz. She's always coming <laughs> and going too quickly. <laughs> oh God, it's hysterical! Put on the ruby slippers and stay with us, would you?
1: <laughs> it's a
2: good thing Michelle can talk. <laughs> yeah, that's never been a short short thing for me. <laughs> I always have something to say. That's a, But that's a great question about homeschooling. We need to have available a lot of different ways for children to be schooled. You know, I knew a group um, in the Northeast who in their neighborhood, all these wonderful people, they had so much information, a, a physicist, a mathematician, an economist, people who spoke different languages. They homeschooled their kids in groups they went from house to house and these children by the time they were in, in third grade level they could speak more than one language
1: that's so phenomenal and you know I I think that the people who homeschool um, continue to
2: learn uh, continue to learn what <laughs> Barbara you don't give us everything we need tonight <laughs> <laughs> oh my macro. I, I think keep dropping
1: off. I, I can think
2: fold you, laundry. <laughs> I think you have a carbonated phone. <laughs> I think
1: you're I think you're right. I think there was an e, EMP E V P whatever you know, blast to my area or something. Um <laughs> no, I, I I am totally, totally, totally in favor of homeschooling. And I think it should be an obligation that parents should homeschool their kids, because in in many
2: cases, parents will learn just the only problem with that is parents have to make a living, and they can't be there for their kids in the society we live in right now. However, when we get to that time, which will be coming, the UIT time, uh, universal income based on technology there will be so many more options, uh, so much more opportunity um, i don 't know if i 'll live long enough to see it, but I will come back i was yeah, I
1: would imagine you will um, <laughs> yeah, I keep going and coming back. I keep getting resurrected here. I think my Skype must not like me tonight or something um, <laughs> but I wanted to I wanted to to get back to a little bit about you know what what what's coming for all of us and i'm i'm wondering of all of the aspects in anybody's chart what is the most
2: oh there she goes again we really needed the rest of that sentence it's a little hard for me to comment we sure (laughs) did i can't comment on what's not there
3: and i'm only coming in so that you know we're here you know (laughs)
2: Uh what is the most important aspect or the most important planet or the most important I don't know what she's gonna yes, say? Yes, all of it.
1: Um oh. <laughs> No no I, I really would like to know. I mean, you know, everybody basically knows their sun sign, their moon sign, and their rising. They they seem to know those three. So which of those aspects
2: Well the most su- important of those three is your moon sign. Why? because it is the most active it is affected the most the moon moves the most rapidly and the moon represents our emotional nature and what we need whereas the sun is simply our ego it's the key personality but the moon is all about who we are and how we go through life is all connected to the moon what we desire is our moon and you know the United States of America has its moon in Aquarius. So what does America desire it 's a fascinating question. Aquarius is so many things. Aquarius is logic. Aquarius is um, all of the unique and unusual inventions. It is uh, the sign of the inventor it 's also, according to the ancients, the sign of the healer. So wow. So, what does America want? What does America desire? And when you think about it, America probably has led the world in inventions.
1: And there you
2: go, moon in Aquarius. So, where somebody's
1: moon in is gives them more information rather than a sun sign or something like that.
2: Uh, in my opinion, yes. I mean, it, we can talk about sun signs, sun's, and and moon or sun can be mitigated, so we can't say absolute in anything. Uh, you know, I had a lady come to me years ago um, to one of my astrology classes, and she said, I think this is all a bunch of bunk. There's nothing to it. I'm a Cancer, and I read all those things about Cancer, and I have nothing to do with them. I says, well, your your son may be mitigated. I says, let me hear, tell me more, tell me, tell me when you were born, and and so I did her wheel right on the, you know, I did what I call the napkin wheel. I did her wheel on my bull, on my big uh, white chalkboard, and. Um, and I said, well, your son falls into the eighth house, and you have sun in Cancer, and Pluto, when you were <sighs> born, was also in Cancer. So, Pluto and your son are in the eighth house. That is the house of Pluto and Scorpio. So, you are probably a whole lot more Scorpio because Pluto will dominate your son. Sun does not belong in Cancer. It's not exhilarated in Cancer or exalted in Cancer. And to have it in the house of Scorpio will, when it's conjunct Pluto, Pluto will overpower it because Pluto's in rulership in that house. So you're going to be more Scorpio than than Cancer. And she well, says, "Oh my God, what's Scorpio?" And I told her, she said, "That's <laughs> me. That's me. That is definitely me." I said, "What well, that's what happens, you know. That's why you can't have an astrologer tell you, "Well, yes, you were born, so that means you're this." No, there's you can't <sighs> have another story to that. Are you still there? I think we lost her again. <laughs> this is, is mind boggling. I'm I don't never know. quite sure. <laughs> I mean, um, again, I don't know about this experience. It's so different. <laughs> Oh, my. So, anyway, that does explain a little bit uh, why, you know, I've seen people on television shows where they say, oh, I bet you can't guess what my sun sign is. And if I was the astrologer, I'd say, probably not. (laughs) But if you tell me more about yourself, I can probably give you a preponderance of what your chart is (laughs) because I can always point to the preponderance. And
1: uh, Well, you know, um, I just – I keep wondering – You know, people, you know, look at their sun sign and they think that's them, and it really isn't.
2: No, and that's the, you know, that's the unfortunate goodwill of uh, George Llewellyn. Uh, He he was a great astrologer back in the day, and you probably know his publishing house, Llewellyn Publishing. But um, he is the one who started in the United States the horoscopes. And he did that to try to get people to, understand something about astrology unfortunately people took it as entertainment and of course it's incredibly limited to even go by someone's sun sign and say oh well, this is what's going to happen to you this month so people never really went the next step and realized that there's a lot more to it than that and uh, I think in some ways it did more damage than good but it is what it is um, people who discover astrology and want to know more about it will we'll find out that it's a very very valuable tool we still have complete free will and uh, astrologers can only paint the pictures based on what's in your chart but those pictures have a lot of accuracy and uh and, and an astrologer can help tremendously if they know what they're doing so is barb with us or not <laughs> I feel uh, like I'm mes- doing a monologue.
3: <laughs> well, kind of you were for a moment. She just <laughs> messaged me and said she can't get in at all. And I no. still see that that Skype is bouncing back and forth. Um,
2: wow. So, Deb, ask me something.
3: <laughs> ask you something. <laughs> um, I am amazed at, at some of your comments about the schooling and how it goes. And... I like, really like that idea about the app and the government so that everybody has a say and would actually get to see what material is being presented because the way it is here, so many of us have no clue.
2: Yeah. And right now we have a Congress that's making sure no one has a clue. I mean, they they did the health care bill in closed, behind closed doors. They didn't even let the Democrats in. They just took the Republicans in behind closed doors and wrote a bill. And they did the same exact thing with the tax cuts, this tax cut, cut, cut bill, whatever he's calling it.
3: <laughs> and, and my other question is, is do other people – I mean, does the everyday person I, – I don't mean, you know – the ones that have got, you know, poli-sci degrees or whatever. I'm saying the everyday person understand this.
2: Unfortunately, most Americans have to work very hard to to make a living to raise their children. So how much time they have to give to politics uh, or... To their community is incredibly limited. So then they're going to end up depending on a news source. And unfortunately, not all news sources are journalists. There are Mm -hmm. too many news sources today that are propaganda machines. And so there are many people in this country who are not, they think they're getting the news, but they are not getting the truth. Uh, they are not getting the news. When you know, when I was raised as a journalist, I I I I've been a newscaster uh, in the past. Oh. The, what I was trained to do, or what I believe should always be done, is you give the American people the facts and let them make a decision. And that yes. is what I always did. And I, I remember years ago. Um, we had a thing that happened in our little town of Wilson, North Carolina, where I lived at the time, and I was a newscaster at the time, and uh, And I got a phone call and says, oh, they're going to throw the candy man out of the city hall, and I says, what? He's been there since you know World War II. What are you talking about? And they says, oh, yeah, he was found to be doing something illicit, and they're the county commissioners are throwing him out. He says, well, what was he found to be doing illicit? And they said no one no one knows they're not telling anybody I said oh man I'm getting to the bottom of this and of course this was becoming this huge scandal that was going out all across the entire state of North Carolina people were coming in from Charlotte to big news stations were coming in to find out what was going on because this was you know going to be a big emotional pull and there I was and I, and I come to find out that he was uh, molesting children and had been for years and they didn't want this getting out into the public but they they knew they needed to get him out of the city well the guy was blind he ran it was his income was this little candy shop in the city hall and they were taking his lease away so everybody was going oh my county commissioners are horrible people and i knew them i knew every one of them they weren't horrible people so i thought i've got to find a way to ask this man and do it in a way that won't hurt children, and yet we will get the voice out and just tap this thing down. And I don't remember how I voiced it. You know, I always say a prayer to Michael the Archangel and say, help me with this. And I said something to him in a way that a, a child wouldn't understand that I was talking about child molestation. <laughs> I don't even remember the words I used, but... I put that microphone in front of him and I asked him is it true that you do have been known to do this and I think I shocked him so so much that he just answered yes and everybody just looked at me because there were like 30 microphones there right <laughs> and they all looked at me and said can we use that and I said go ahead you know but my goal was not to destroy our county commissioners and not to destroy this man either but to get to the basics of the truth so the American people, the people in our state at least and in our county, knew how to make a choice. Um I didn't want them to get all emotional, which was what they were doing. They were starting campaigns to get rid of the county commissioners and because this man, how can you throw a blind man out of the city hall? <laughs> and yet... What they were trying to do was defend the city hall, so that they weren't going to get sued. So it was a really touchy situation. But as a journalist, when you're a journalist, that's, that's your job. So that people don't go out and fight for something that's not true. Whereas what's going on today is they're coming up with things that give them more points. They get more readership. Uh, Even then, that's what they were looking for from across Charlotte. Let's get more readership. Everybody will get up in arms about this. And so they they lie and tell stories to get everybody up in arms so they can make more sales with their advertising. More people will be watching. That's horrible. That is so debased and without integrity. It, It breaks my heart to think that that goes on, and how many Americans are living their lives believing what they hear that is propaganda? You're right. It's,
3: but that's, I was you know, starting to think, I think it's been about 30 years since I actually listened, you know, in earnest to the television news simply because it was all one sided. It was what they wanted you to hear to get rate, and I felt then it was to get ratings, you know, they were.
2: Exactly. That's what it's about. That's that, That's not what news is supposed to be, um, and it's it does break my heart. But, you know, I look at this chart, and when I look at the chart for 2022, uh, and even 2020 as it builds up to 2022, that's what we're doing. We're fighting for the truth. I can see it in the chart. We're going to fight for the truth. We're going to fight. People are going to become more and more aware that they're being lied to. And it's not just somebody at the top telling us it's fake news because that's not true. He's, he's all about ratings. That's what he understands. We have to get past that. I love our nation more than anything. I love the American people. And I believe in every one of them no matter what they come at as a decision politically. Because we're all... Fighting for the truth, we all want the same thing for our children, for our families. We all want our nation to stand on its own and and to not have huge deficits. And we want the same things when you get down to it. Uh, We just are not being fed the truth, and so we can't come to the best conclusion. We're we're a lot of the time we're we're making decisions based on fear. And that is not the way we should make a decision.
1: Well, don't you think though that that I'm back again for a while? Um, <laughs> the good witch is with us. <laughs> God, let me tell you. I you, you know, the more the more I, I experience stuff like this, the more I think that perhaps it really is time to move on to a new new venue. Um Nothing like having your 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 plug pulled, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> I think that the American people are capable of so much and that, that given the opportunity, you know, in times of stress, in times of panic, in times of difficulty, they always rise to the occasion. And it feels like we're coming to an <laughs> She's gone. And I'm gone.
2: <laughs> yes, I agree with you. <laughs> we are coming to a time where we will come back together and we will. It will happen.
1: Oh, of course it will. I just, you know, you get you get to the point where you you get scared and mm-hmm. you you kind of lose hope, but but I have such great faith in in the American people that it's unbelievable. No matter no matter what the issue is, you take things like 9/11, you take things like Las Vegas and and mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you, you take those situations and you see the best of humanity stepping up.
2: Well, we are an amazing people. You know, when our chart was created, and we can give the credit to Benjamin Franklin for creating this chart. He was fully aware of what he was creating when he was doing it. We were born with Venus and Jupiter conjunct in Cancer. When you put Venus and, and Jupiter together... They are compassion, and you put them in cancer. They are nurturing compassion. They are family compassion. They are compassion for children and for family. As a nation, that's part of who we are. We are great people. We are wonderful people.
1: I, I want to while I while I have the while I can say something. Um, <laughs>
2: hurry, hurry, you could disappear
1: I could, you have no idea Um, you said Benjamin Franklin created this chart was astrology taken into consideration at all at that time oh
2: absolutely, he definitely took it into consideration this is no hit or miss chart this chart was built under the fixed star of Beetle Goose
1: oh my god
2: beetle goose is the is only there
1: a star one. of
2: beetle, beetle goose? oh yes i'm not joking i i i i'm a fixed star astrologer as well as a regular western astrologer <laughs> and the fixed star of beetle goose is the only one of all the fixed stars in the heavens that does not require anything for success there are no requirements if you have beetle goose you will be successful at anything you put yourself towards you look at this nation We are amazing success. We were nobody. We were 13 colonies who stood up against the biggest, most powerful nation in the world.
1: And they didn't think for a minute that we'd make it.
2: I think they knew we'd make it. Benjamin Franklin knew we had the better chart. The better chart always wins in competition well i think he
1: knew it but i i think that those that oh, you know
2: Eng- england was sure they were going to stomp us down to nothing
1: no absolutely they and they didn't think that that you know we would we would last a year yeah. and yeah.
2: um no this is an amazing chart i'm i admire it and uh of course we as a, as astrologers there've been many rounds about what exactly time was this chart born, but uh, if you look on the bill that has Benjamin Franklin on the front and Independence Hall on the back, Franklin left us a clue as to the time, the birth time of the American chart. It's right on the clock tower on the back of your $20 bill. Amazing. Amazing. He was also an enigmatic man who enjoyed the puzzle. (laughs) So he left that behind for us. I think Glenda is gone. (laughs) Are you still with us, Deb? She's been coming and going,
3: but she's Um, with us again.
2: (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I suppose I could talk for hours, but not sure what to say at this point. Any questions? Anything out there? Anyone want to know anything that I could probably answer?
3: Well, I'm sure you can answer an awful lot. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I I hear Glenda appearing with her bubble. (laughs) She says she's here in spirit.
1: There's no guarantee how long this is going to last.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is unbelievable. This is truly a unique night.
1: I, You know, it's really, it's it's funny because, um, remember,
2: I... Oh, no. I can't. She starts a sentence, and I'm expecting more. Yeah. Now <laughs> she... <laughs> No, I'm still here, aren't I? You will. You, you are now. You are now, but you weren't. Said remember, and I, we didn't get anything after remember.
1: <laughs> I don't believe it.
2: <laughs> so, what is it that we should be able to remember? Remember when you
1: have no idea? It's gone.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean you know I I,
1: I I have a I have a feeling you know how the moon is 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 void of course well I think that my station is void of course at this particular moment and to me void of course means there's nothing there
2: <laughs> well that is what void of course does mean it means that uh, in, in the case of the moon void of course it means that the moon has passed all Ptolemaic aspects to other planets and therefore is making no contact
1: or n- Niburo may be coming in here and and you know interfering with with the uh the signals and stuff um no i no i I feel that things like this um signal change signal new opportunities and and I, I am so excited to think that. That all of all of the people in the United States have this opportunity now. You know, it's a time where they can um, let go of everything that has been weighing them down, and they can look at some of their passions and incorporate them into um, into into their realities. It's a time when when there is excitement. I mean, this is a time of great excitement. I know a lot of people are panicked, but I think it's a wonderful time.
2: Well, you know, we all have the opportunity to see the glass half empty or half full, mm-hmm. and uh, choose half full because it's definitely a better choice. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I think tonight I have a dribble cup. Um...
2: <laughs> you have a hole in the bottom of it. <laughs> Unbelievable! It's this has been a fascinating experience in in the thousands of shows I've done in my life. <laughs> Never one like this before. <laughs> so you're right. There are new experiences right around the corner. <laughs> Darn straight there are.
1: No, I. Well, you, you know, happily, you know, you have no problem talking, nor does Deb. So that, you know, when I drop off the face of the earth for a while, I'm I'm fully confident that that you know the show will go on.
2: <laughs> we'll do our best to carry on.
1: I've been sitting here doing. Um, you know candy crush while i've been twirling and off have the, you,
2: yeah. really? <laughs> you know i have never done candy crush but my nephews told me about it years ago and it was when i first got my tablet so i thought i was ordering candy crush and what i ended up with was a cheat sheet for candy crush and i never did get the program <laughs> oh my
1: goodness i do candy crush jelly and um The only thing you have to be careful of is, you know, every now and then you can buy stuff so that you can cheat and you shouldn't do that. But, um, I, it, it, it is something that keeps your mind occupied and it's, 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 it's another one of those ways of keeping your brain going. So, but Candy Crush is free and, um, you know, I would, I, you know, play with it when there's, there's boredom setting in because, um. I want you, you all, to know that I have said some absolutely brilliant things tonight, which <laughs> obviously we weren't able to hear. <laughs> I Thanks. have been at the top of my game. I have been totally, absolutely, inspiringly, just so
2: creative that
1: that um,
2: uh, I'm you're a bit over the top at this point i think <laughs> and we're not buying it all but we love you anyway
1: <laughs> i gotta tell you i mean it, it it i think it's something that happens to everybody and i think you either laugh about it or do you cry and i will choose to laugh well, um i
2: think that's it, wise
1: i mean at least at least deb was not stuck with somebody that i i had you know the the um the guests from hell a long time ago and i didn't hadn't really spoken to them before we did the interview and i realized within the first 10 minutes that they only had two things that they well, three three things that they said uh-huh no yes Oh my God and, and i and i i just i started i started to sweat right away and and I must have dropped five pounds just in sweat in the two hour time frame because they were they were not going to talk to me they would i would ask a question and they would say yeah <laughs> and so so ergo i d- i decided that if the person couldn't talk with me and be spontaneous and I wasn't doing a show no matter how damn brilliant they were and and there have been a couple that were just brilliant
2: yeah it's there you know there is a real gift to being able to uh, express you could be brilliant and your brain really calculates well but when it comes to touching the public with what you know uh, some people just don't have the gift to do that and so, you know, we're really fortunate, those of us who do, really fortunate.
1: I, I didn't hear what do. you said, but I'm sure it was brilliant, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my Lord, she's, she goes and comes too much.
3: <laughs> just proof that this is a live show.
2: Uh-huh. I mean, you
1: know, I'm going to have to listen to the archive just to hear what you said. <laughs>
2: uh too far gone now
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well no it's I I think that spontaneity is just one of the most wonderful things that you can have and and the ability to to you know just kind of soldier on no matter what is 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 inspiring I think that um if our country and the people in it during this time of shift and change can just go with the flow and laugh about it when it becomes unsettling that, that we can conquer the world not that we want to
2: yeah. but the- I, think, I think if I could say anything to the American people I would say please put aside your political differences and just recognize that the person that is there wearing some different political outfit is an American who wants exactly the same things you want.
1: Mm-hmm. They
2: want the same things and we need to put these differences aside so we can find common ground so we can solve the problems we're facing. We have the ability when we get together to solve issues and, and find, find ground that, that will, will do the right thing. Um, just we have to get away from this idea of mob mob consciousness, which is being promoted from a, a hierarchy now. And that's not who we are. That Venus and Jupiter conjunct tells me who we are. We are a loving people. We are a compassionate people. We will take care of the children. We want to take care of the elderly. We don't want to be a people who just dis- discards human life. That's not, that's not us we have to remember who we are
1: well if i had my druthers i'd do away with political parties
2: well they will go i have said that by about twenty eighty six i think we will be past the political parties i'm hoping it'll be sooner i hope it'll be in the twenty thirties that it really happens but i'm pretty darn sure they'll be gone by twenty eighty six and if you have face recognition on phones then every individual can vote then we don't need political parties. We don't need them anymore. We never needed them. Uh, Some of our founding fathers were completely opposed to any such thing as a political party because by having two opposing parties, you have control issues Mm -hmm. instead of having the voice of the American people being heard. Time and again, we've seen that the majority, when the majority voice is heard, it is always the correct choice. It's always the correct choice.
1: Well, no, I agree with you. And I'm just not sure, you know, political parties carry so much power these days.
2: Well, that's the only way they're going to go is with a major transformation, which is what we're doing. That's what we're in. So, you know, this, uh, as much as we, this eclipse uh, portends all kinds of things, I think it's also uh, something that will uh, unbalance and rebalance uh, the nation and with it will come a new clarity and that new clarity if we can speak our voice directly um, through the new technologies that are being worked through at this time uh, we won't need those parties because any individual then can say I want and I've said this years ago I mean we should be electing people through uh a positioning start in the county the county says we have no one this county says we have someone that county says we have someone and the state says okay you these are the people we have for the state of oregon oregonians who do you want to represent our state pick him or her mm-hmm. and then that person goes into the group for the nation and maybe some states won't have anybody at all i mean how often will wyoming have somebody or North Dakota so
1: Michelle thank you so much for being here wish I could have been here all the time but (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) good night everybody